whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NFL show, season two, episode 15. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business tonight. It's just me and you, Alex, so we kind of we kind of love this, right, where, uh, you know, we get to, yeah, dive into all things NFL, and, you know, we get to get to kind of dive into a few topics that we, we don't really get the opportunity to talk about. So let's dive straight into it, um, skimming through the DMs. Um, you know, it's free agency. That's where all the questions are coming through. We've seen some wild things. And, um, yeah, the listeners want to know what the most impressive free agent signing has been so far. Alex, you answered this, this question with a massive smile on your face, a smirk, a little bit of a giggle. Tell me why. Tell me what's going on. Tell me about the free agent signing that stood out to you. Levante Adams to the Raiders? Like, what are the Packers doing? I mean, <laughs> look, if the Packers want to keep doing what they're doing, by all means – Keep doing what you're doing. Keep sending out all your players. You know, give Rodgers nobody. I'm fine with that. But, oh, my gosh, when that news came across the board, like across, you know, socials and ESPN and it was Devontae Adams to the Raiders, I was like, I was like, first off, is anyone consulting Aaron Rodgers right now? And if so, how is he feeling? Um, but, yeah, the front office for the Packers, I, I wonder what they're doing because your star wide receiver has just gone bye-bye. It makes your head hurt to try and keep up with it. You get whiplash trying to keep up with Green Bay because, you know, obviously, again, I keep saying this, if Jordan Love could have played a lick, they would have gone with Jordan Love because this is this is going to be a really difficult um, situation for Green Bay because, you know, they've been able to restructure Rodgers' contract to make it a little bit more team-friendly this year, but that money's coming. That money is going to be payable, and that's going to make it really, really difficult for the Packers to have anyone paid particularly well on either side of the football. So I guess, you know, the only thing, Alex, is that they do get some draft picks, but, oh, my God, I wouldn't hold my breath when it comes to Green Bay and drafting. What do you do? How about you just draft Every pick you've got, you just throw it at a wide receiver, and maybe you get one star. We might we might talk about a couple of receivers later on in the episode, which um, they might be keeping an eye on. But uh, look, bold strategy, Cotton. I think I've used that a few times, but wow, that one was a big shock. Um, whispers are that Rogers knew that Devonta Adams had played his last ever game for the Packers before he signed his contract. So, you know, whack uh, Rogers. He he kind of, I guess he he swept up all of that money, and Devontae. He now joins the Raiders. He joins Josh McDaniels. Just quickly on that, Alex, what's your thoughts? McDaniels, he's not going to know what to do with himself. He's so used to these little bubble screens, former quarterbacks playing wide receiver at New England. What, what is Josh going to do? He's suddenly got this all-time number one receiver. I mean, he's he's got to be pretty feeling, feeling pretty good about himself today. I mean, we've talked about this before with the Raiders. They just needed someone to fill in that wide receiver slot. Right after they had those players kind of go out and down, um, either with injury or just kind of, you know, personal decisions that they made off season, um, you know, off the field. So I think if I was Derek Carr, I'd be like grinning ear to ear right now because now he has someone who's got some safe hands that he can throw the ball to. You just wonder whether the movements around them force them to do it as well, because suddenly this is the group of death. You know, it is the like I've joked, you know, I've joked with people 
you know, friends of mine that follow the sport to say, look, whoever wins the AFC West, we might as well just crown them as Super Bowl champions because you've got Kansas City, you've got the Raiders, you've got the Chargers, you've got the Broncos. We're going to talk about all the moves they've made, but you just get a bit of a sense that one makes a move and then the other's like, fine, we're going to have to go all in as well. So, look, it's been pretty, uh, it's been chaotic, it's been bipolar, it's been unbelievable, the moves that have been made in the AFC West, and that's where I'm headed when it comes to free agency because it's with a lot of sadness that I say that, yes, JC Jackson has departed to the Chargers, and I just, you know, sometimes you just, you know, this comes back to, I guess, the the spirit spirituality, uh, the meaning of the world, Alex. Sometimes you don't have all the answers. I just hope that Bill Belichick has a master plan that maybe I just don't understand because, you know, who is he paying? I don't, I do not understand who Bill Belichick is paying. We splashed some cash in free agency last year, but with a rookie, with a QB on a rookie contract, you look at all of these teams that are splashing money and we can't keep our best player. Anyway, um, JC Jackson, let's, um, let's put my, let's take my Patriots hat off and put my NFL one on. What an outstanding uh, pickup from the Chargers. You talk about them needing to keep pace with this crazy division. Alex, you know, You've got to take the ball away from the other quarterback. And when you think about Mahomes, he was almost invincible, but we saw him start to turn the ball over a little bit. You've just got a, you got a feeling that the Chargers went all in on JC. They paid him all that money because they're hoping that he can yeah, get a couple of INTs off uh, Mahomes next year. Yeah, I think the Chargers are doing well as far as they're we, – we know like the Chargers' offense has been good. We saw that last season. And I think we always said they just need somebody – who's going to look for those interceptions. They just need to, you know, get that that rush defense going a little bit more. And they've definitely done that with that Khalil Mack pickup. And they've definitely done that with that JC pickup. So I think they're definitely moving in the right direction where they're going to be strong offensively and defensively. Yeah, and I think Russell Wilson, he's going to um... – I think he's going to let it loose uh, there in Denver as well. So stacking his secondary, it kind of makes sense to me. So look, huge moves. And, um, you know, I, I guess we'll we'll report back next week to see, you know, how the free agency window closes. But, yeah, it's been an historic uh, free agency period so far. All right, guys, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, the huddle. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. And for the Philadelphia Eagles... The long drought is over. How about those trees? A touchdown and a title for the Patriots. I can't believe it. They have completed the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. Those will be the best memories. Alex, even Superman has got his kryptonite, and uh, that's all I think about when I we talk about the team that we're going to focus in on tonight, and that is the New York Giants. Alex, it just makes me sad, you know, and and you know, I sound very spoiled, but obviously, uh, New York—they have an incredible history of, um, you know, just sneaking into the Super Bowl and kind of being Tom Brady's kryptonite there for New England. But, uh, you know, Alex, that's a distant memory. Um, you know, talk to me about this because it's a really interesting situation when you think about the New York Giants. They have been a franchise that have been really well respected like they are the pillar of perfection when it comes to the front office and their decision making but it just goes to show you 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 pick maybe the wrong coach you pick maybe the wrong quarterback and it's as simple as that and makes life very very difficult 
Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, as you mentioned, like Eli Manning being the Giants quarterback for as long as he was, it's always going to be hard to follow kind of anybody like that, right? It's going to be hard to follow the likes of Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, you know, even Russell Wilson and the Seahawks right now since he's left, but he hasn't retired. So when you have a big name like that, it's definitely hard to follow and find your groove, I think, as a quarterback, because even if you're a backup, you're not seeing all that much game time. Yeah. So I think, you know, that's been a tough one for the Giants. But I think the Giants the last two years had injuries, 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 injuries. And that's the thing when you look at them on paper, there's so much potential there to be a quality football team. But again, just injuries. They played them last year and they played them the year before. And then we're talking like noticeable big star injuries. It's really interesting. I think, you know, for me, when it comes to the New York Giants, what what have they done wrong Recently, look, could be a bit controversial, but as they're drafting, it's been god-awful. Their decision to take Saquon um, at number two a few years back in the draft, that was a horrifically bad decision because you let emotion uh, take over in that draft room. Saquon Barkley, those first couple of years, out-and-out superstar, amazing running back. In fact, he, you know, he's got that little bit of Alvin Kamara about him in terms you know, his ability to play a little bit of receiver as well. But... You know, Alex, one of the things we know is you do not pay running backs their second contracts. And, you know, that is just so expensive. Second overall pick for Barkley. I mean, it's easy, to, you know, 2020 hindsight and all of that, but that pick's a killer. And then, um, Alex, we're going to talk a lot about their current quarterback and what that means for them. But talk to me about Daniel Jones. I mean, you have the sixth pick in the draft and then out of the blue, you know, it, it's... You know, when you think about even this year's uh, draft class, you know, we've got quite a few guys that are floating in and around that sort of second round. It's, just, you know, it's the Giants jumping in and elevating a player to, to be that high of a pick. Alex, he wasn't going anywhere. They weren't competing against anyone. That's the crazy thing. So for me, I think, you know, the, the legacy of their drafting in recent years has been really problematic, really, really expensive and just hasn't worked out. Yeah, definitely. Like, as you said, draft night, he wasn't going anywhere. Like, and you're you're right. There's, I think sometimes the front office looks at it with the emotion and goes, but but, but we need this. And it's like, yeah, but just hold off. Like you don't need to pay some ridiculous amount for it in trades or even in just players to get this guy. I think if they had just sat off and waited, he still would have been there. He still would have been waiting for a shot. Alex, it just looks worse and worse as you look at the quarterbacks that were in and around the Barkley pick, that were in and around the Daniel Jones pick. It does not look um, good for the Giants. Uh, you know, And where does that put them at the moment? Uh, Alex, one of the things that is a little bit of a positive when it comes to the Giants is I kind of feel like they've finally got the head coach right. I know that we haven't seen a snap. I know that we haven't seen a game. But talk to me a little bit about Brian Dable because I think for the first – I think they've nailed this. Dable, he, he – you know – you can never be sure with these offensive coordinators, but you know Brian, he's probably as good as he gets when it comes to offensive football. And um, yeah, tell me, tell me a little bit about your thoughts on that one. Yeah, I think this would be good for them. Like defensively, I thought they were okay, but I think offensively they were just so hit and miss. So I think they really need to look for a head coach that was going to be more offensive mind- minded and will actually get him utilizing more assets than just their running game. Because when Saquon Barkley came back, like, oh, we must go back to our running game. It's like. 
hold on guys, he's not hundred percent. You can't do that. So I think having someone who's offensively minded is going to be beneficial for them because then they can look at having a run game as well as a passing game and utilizing their special teams a bit more in a way that's going to be successful for them. I just wonder, I just wonder whether Daniel Jones is going to get this guy fired though, you know, cause I just, you can be an amazingly talented coach and I think he is. And I think there's going to be trick plays. I think there's going to be gadgets, but Hey, this isn't breaking news, but the difference between Josh Allen and Daniel Jones, I mean, it is unbelievable. You know, Daniel Jones, let's talk about it. I think, you know, one of the things that he needed to do is he needed to stop turning over the football. He did that, which is great. But again, he's just so limited, which makes things really, really difficult. I think well, one of the things that I'm, I guess I'm most critical of the New York Giants at the moment is how did they miss out on Russell Wilson? That, that That's what I want to know. Like, you, you've got the coach. You are halfway there. Give up the entire franchise, Alex. You know what I mean? Like the Broncos did. You have got some amazing picks there that you could have packaged up. Like you said, there's some talented players. You know, the the Broncos didn't necessarily give away generational talents. When you think about Russell Wilson in New York with Sierra, I mean, it's gone now. It's done now. He's gone to Denver. But again, a little bit of criticism. I don't know whether they're in the running for him, but how Russell Wilson didn't end up in New York, it's beyond me. And now Brian finds himself... Coaching Daniel Jones, they might draft a young quarterback, but um, yeah, it's, look, it's a difficult first year for Brian as he as he tries to kind of rebuild without rebuilding at the quarterback position. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> the to me the Giants just look like they want to prove a point where they yeah. go, we didn't make the wrong decision, we didn't do the wrong thing, we traded away our draft picks for a reason, we got these guys for a reason, and it's like you're sitting there going. Okay, well, what, what's your reason? Because this past year didn't show it. This next, I mean, hopefully that they will in the draft because they've done some good business with the other teams where they get two first round picks this year. So you hope, hope, hope that they can do something with those two picks. Yeah, there's, the there's going to be a lot of pressure. You just get the sense that, like, no, 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 like Daniel Jones looks like Eli Manning. You don't understand. Like, they look very, very similar. They act the same way. They walk through the locker room the same way. This guy could be Eli Manning, and I think everyone's scratching their heads being like, anyway, let's uh, let's see uh, whether that pays off for them. Alex, just the last thing on them is that, again, I keep coming back to their drafting. It is god-awful. They have a horrific offensive line. They continue to throw capital at it, whether it's free agency, the draft. It hasn't been working. I thought Andrew Thomas, a little bit of a weird selection given some of the guys that they missed out on, but he's starting to find his way. Uh, But again, you know, you think about the pressure on the quarterback. There's quite a few areas of this team where they need to kind of improve, but that that line, um, you know, that's got to be business number one for Brian. Yeah, definitely. And they've agreed to terms with Jamil Douglas, um, who's in that offensive line kind of role. Um, They've, you know, they've got it. They've recently signed a tight end. They recently signed Tyrod Taylor as well to back up quarterback to to Jones. So obviously they're they're making some moves there. Um, But yeah, you're right. They need to plug that line. I mean, they got John Feliciano, I think his name is, again, for, for that line. Um, but I, if, look, if I was, if I was New York, I might be trading away your, your first round picks and, and getting players that are going to kind of work for you. And we've always said this, right? Go later in the draft and get some O-line guys that are going to do the work for you. Get some defenders that are going to do the work for you. So if I was the Giants, I, I don't know if I'd be utilizing those first two picks. Alex, this is the year to do it. You know, I think any other year where you've got your true superstar, top 10 talent, 
absolutely you'd be crazy to kind of give up those picks. But this year you just get a bit of a sense that, you know, the gap between where they're drafting and sort of the back end of the round one, there's just not a lot of difference between those players. So, yeah, if they can get a little bit of a package there because they just need players, you know. I, I think I feel for guys like Kadarius Tony, who really stood out to me in, the, in as a wide receiver. I think they've got a really good player there. But, yeah, you don't like to tell them how to do their business, but they've got a fair bit of repair work to do. And, Alex, that's just focusing on one side of the football I just don't see where the capital is going to come from to be able to build a dynamic defense, especially when you compare it with what's happening in, you know, let, let's pick the AFC West, which we were just talking about. I mean, whilst there are franchises that are completely loading up on the defensive side, the Giants are okay, but um, yeah, there's certainly no real game changes on that side of the ball either. I would be shocked if they got some big free agent signing. I don't think, as you said, I don't think they have the capital for it. I don't think... They necessarily want it. When you look at some of the big wide receiver names that have been out there, when you talk about the last time I heard the Giants were going to play to get anybody, it was for Mitchell Trubisky, right? And he's now at Pittsburgh. So they're clearly like, who knows what they're doing? And I'm sure their fan base is going, hey, fellas, who are we signing? Is it anybody big? Are we going to get any receivers, even a running back who's a little bit better than Barkley? It's, uh, it's going to be interesting. All right, Alex, well, let's dive into the question. You cannot sit on the fence. Will the New York Giants better their record this year? I mean, it's not difficult. They've just got to win more than four, uh, four games. Look, for me, a pre-draft, I know we're probably going to look silly as they get all these amazing players through the door, which will probably change life in New York. But, look, I think missing out on Russell Wilson is a big problem. Doubling down on Daniel Jones is a problem. Saquon Barkley is beyond his best. For me, I, I, I think I think this is... No, I, I think four wins, Alex. I, I can't go any better. What's your thoughts on this one? Because, um, you know, you've, you've got to set it in the context of all the other teams around you. Sorry, most of the other teams around you are improving, um, which is going to make the Giants' life a little bit difficult. Yeah, I, I don't see him going past four wins. I, I mean, when you look at the mock drafts, they're looking at safety Kyle Hamilton and they're looking at edge David Ajabo from Michigan. Um, so I think they're definitely looking to bolster kind of defensively, which – you know, if you're not, if you don't have anyone to score, you might as well try and stop the ball. But I'm with you in that, and I, I don't, I don't see him getting any more than four wins. I'd be, I'd be shocked if they did get four. And uh, just a little bit of a, a tip, you know, for the Giants fans that may struggle next season, uh, don't worry. The year after, we're looking at a blockbuster um, QB move. Surely, uh, anyway, stay tuned there for the Giants. It's going to be really interesting to see how they rebuild this team. All right, let's jump into our next segment for tonight, the match. The most anticipated match in history, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Alex, uh, our, well, it's one of the best times of the year. It's draft season, and uh, yeah, look, the draft's getting close. You know, there's been a lot of criticism, and rightly so, at this year's draft because there just isn't the 3 4 absolutely star quarterbacks but you know for the purists it makes us sort of dig into some of our more favorite positions and um, you know obviously for our listeners you know go back and listen to some of our previous episodes because we have highlighted some serious talent in other positions Alex let's talk about the player group uh, this week and that is the wide receiver position it's interesting isn't it when you think about your strategy when it comes to the draft when it comes to the wide receiver position because what do we know? We know it's absolutely flooded with talent. We've seen year after year, third round picks, fourth round pick, fifth round pick, wide receivers shine. 
But at the same time, there's always a handful of special receivers that can really transform your offense. Talk to me about, you know, your sort of philosophy around the wide receivers because in tonight's match, we've got Garrett Wilson coming up against Traylon Burks from uh, Arkansas. Yeah, talk talk to me a little bit about receivers and, and how you think about them when it comes to the draft. Um, I think I'm going to use the Bengals as an example. We used them all season last year as an example for this quarterback kind of wide receiver relationship. And I think that is the key point, right? You need that trust from your quarterback with your wide receivers. At the end of the day, uh, like a quarterback is going to throw the ball to you, but if you don't catch it, like they're going to stop throwing it to you. So they need to have that trust um, in their receivers. And I think we've seen with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow is that LSU connection transferred over the NFL and it worked big time for the Bengals. So if I'm the NFL teams, I'd be looking at that and going, okay, we need to get hook up some guys that have been in the same system. Like I've kept saying it like Chris Olave, you know, to the bears so we can be with Justin Fields. But as you mentioned, we're talking about Garrett Wilson, who's been another star receiver for the Buckeyes this year. Yeah, look, it's pretty incredible. And again, it's just so hard to sit on that that draft card and just let all of these, uh, you know, these amazing receivers go off the board. You know, it, it, look, it's bold for the franchises that decide not to spend the capital to sit on it, take some risks in later rounds. But, you know, for teams that, you know, are a little bit light on, uh, example, the New England Patriots, my God, try and draft a damn receiver. That would be very, very helpful. Um, yeah, it's very, very diff- difficult. All right, uh, Alex, let's dive into the first receiver, which is Traylon Burks. And again, you just look at him physically, and he is a player that would be very, very hard to not draft because, you know, I guess it's pick your poison when it comes to your different receivers because they are so different in terms of the way in which they play. There's the outside receivers, there's your slot receivers. There's all different body shapes that are being successful at the moment. Because of the different rules, you can play on the inside a lot more successfully than you could years and years ago. Let's talk about Burks from um, Arkansas. Junior, six foot three, 102 kilos. Alex, one of the things that I like about his tape and, and one of the things I like about his statistics is he has progressively got better. There are a few star, quote-unquote, players in this year's draft who didn't necessarily have the best year last year in college. You can't say that about Burks. He was He's really on that upward trajectory, and you just wonder whether you know he's going to be a player that could really shine year one in the NFL. Yeah, I think what's really cool about the wide receivers in this draft class is I think that no matter kind of where they go, I think they're going to do well, just because there's such a plethora of them that – I don't think you can pick kind of like a bad receiver right now within the draft because I think all the ones that are coming in are very, very good. As you said, Traylon Burks is, again, he's just kind of grown in the last in the last kind of season where we watched him, where he had, a, you know, over 1,000 yards. Um, he averaged 16.7. He had 11 touchdowns. His longest was, you know, 91 yards. So he's a good player, but he has that kind of tenacity as a wide receiver that I think sometimes you kind of miss, right? You have a lot of receivers that are, 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 you know, flashy and they show off a little bit, but he kind of puts in the grunt work to go get the ball. And I think sometimes that's what you're missing in the NFL with wide receivers. And I think that's what Jamar Chase is quite good at is that he is going to do everything he can to become quarterback friendly. And I think Traylon Burks is a great example of that. It's going to be really interesting to see, you know, what happens on draft night because he's just the guy that, you know, when, when you talk about the combine, when you talk about his athleticism, 
He just, you know, he he definitely made himself some money there at the combine. He definitely moved up the draft board, and he is a very physical. He's a massive receiver. He is so athletic. He is so fast, and he could. To your point, you could have, you could have a lame duck offense, one receiver, and you could turn it around. You know, obviously having Joe Burrow behind the scenes at Cincinnati makes things a little bit easier. But um, yeah, we'll be really interesting to see where he goes. Uh, let's turn it over now, Alex, to Garrett Wilson because a different style of player, still only twenty one years of age, junior as well, um, six foot tall, eighty five kilos. You know, here's a player who, again, I'll, I won't steal your thunder. I'll let you talk about his last year, which was incredible. A different style of player. I guess one of the things that there was a lot of concerns about with him was, you know, given that he does give away a little bit of size, his speed and his combine result was going to be so crucial when it came to his 40. There were people that were talking for five, for six, for seven, you know, don't stress too, you know, don't stress about, you know, that result because he is so technically sound. Alex, he ran four three eight. Um, anyway, talk to me a little bit about Garrett Wilson. I know he's a little bit of a favourite of yours because, and there's not too many weaknesses in in terms of um, him as a player. Yeah, look, I mean, yeah, watching his kind of combine and seeing his speed, as you mentioned, he's not as big as Traylon Burks, right? He do, he's a little bit shorter. He's not as like kind of a bigger build, but I think where he's going to excel Garrett Wilson in the NFL is when he has that open space, when he has that grass field. I don't think he's going to be able to be caught because he is so quick, right? Traylon Burks probably harder to tackle just because he's a bigger guy as far as the receiver goes, but Garrett Wilson, you give him free grass and he's gone the, the only thing i would say on garrett wilson well it, it's any wide receiver but in particular in particular wilson who i've taken a little bit of an interest in is alex i'd like him to slide a little bit just to avoid a few dysfunctional franchises because if you pair this guy with a high quality quarterback i mean it's as simple as that we don't need to overcomplicate this thing he has shown playing for one of the you know the best colleges in the sport He's done it. He's delivered. He's not in a form slump. You know, his best performance was his last year. I mean, this is a situation where we're nervously going to be watching him on draft night because if he can just match himself with a high-quality quarterback, you know, he's going to be in the money. 100%, right? I mean, just going off his stats, 70 receptions, over 1,000 yards, 12 touchdowns, averaging 15.1. There's rumors, though, that he should go to the Browns to make Baker Mayfield look a little bit better. I, I, I could see him there. I, I, don't, I, I think he'd be a good, consistent catcher for Mayfield. And I don't like Mayfield. I can't stand him. Listeners know that. You know that. But I think this would be a good pick to kind of, you know, give another receiver out there in Cleveland. Yeah, look, it's going to be interesting to see who he pairs up with. But, uh, yeah, fingers crossed for him that uh, that he finds his way to, um, to a high-quality quarterback. Uh, all right, Alex, it's more or less, you know, what's your preference? What's the type of wide receiver you're looking for? Two very uh, different players, but, you know, they're going to go toe-to-toe. It'll be interesting to see. It's not very clear which, which player is going to go higher at this point in time. Uh, pick your poison. You know me, and you know I got to go on my Buckeye boys. doesn't matter, you know, how big they are. But with his speed and I think his, his ability to catch the ball – and just, I think he's just going to grow in the NFL as far as I'm concerned. So for me, again, my Buckeyes always, I will stick with them to the day I die, is Garrett Wilson. So I'm going to pick him as as the uh, 
to better out the matchup. Yeah, look, for me, I'm going to go with uh, Burks just to round us off. I think, again, you just love that physicality. You love that size. I think he's going to be very, very successful. The only thing I'm salty about, he's going to be long gone before the New England <laughs> Patriots are drafting. And it's just teasing me, Alex, because just one receiver could change life there in New England for Mac Jones. But, no, he'll be drafted well, well and truly before that. If he did manage to slide, just write his name on the card right now. He's definitely a player that could change change things in New England. Um, very interesting to see. Let's see, um, Alex, we'll keep an eye on that on draft night, uh, which player gets drafted first. All right, Alex, on the fly, we have got breaking news as we got to, well, we got to dive into one of the most controversial topics at the moment, and that is the situation with the Cleveland Browns. We spoke about our most impressive free agent signings I don't know if impressive is the right, the right word, but let's quickly talk about the Deshaun Watson situation in Cleveland, um, and then we'll touch on another little question here because it's 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 an absolute it's an absolute game changer, Alex. I'm struggling for the words to come out now because I think we're all still reeling, we're all still thinking about it. I guess it really, you know, it, it comes back to balancing ethics and. Production. The reality is, is that you know, here at Mojo, myself, no one, no one condones his actions. Um, it's sad, really, you know, that a player will still get signed, rewarded, which I feel like Deshaun Watson has been. He's been rewarded out of this whole situation. It's just, it's just not where we want to be in 2022. But Alex, as soon as the, as soon as the criminal charges. Um, disappeared and it's going to move to civil cases. This is how the American system works where, you know, the NFL now is going to come in and, uh, and suspend him. So Deshaun Watson at a guess, I'm only guessing based on pre uh, precedent, we're going to be looking at a one month suspension. Worst case scenario, maybe a year out of the game, if they wanted to go really heavy handed, you know, as this plays out in the media, but Alex, my mind is spinning at the moment. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this whole situation because it has so many implications I want to know what's your thoughts on, on, on his decision to go to Cleveland? What's your thoughts on Cleveland deciding to pick up Deshaun Watson? And what are we going to do about make Baker Mayfield? I, I was surprised at that one because I read a report on ESPN earlier that the Browns had kind of bowed out of that situation. They weren't all that interested. They weren't, you know, all that interested to keep pursuing him, which is fine. I think what, what appears to have happened is that nobody else came around. Nobody else was like, we'll take him for better, or he wasn't getting a better offer than what the Browns were offering. So I think he kind of didn't want to stay with the Texans. Totally fair. They don't want him. Can't say I blame him. Um, but it's, it, yeah, it, it's, it's, so, it's so interesting though, that the saints in that, the, the, the Atlanta situation, Alex, because you know, the saints made, so much sense in terms of what they were doing. I never really, you know, you never really got uh, word that 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 was going to be a really strong connection. But it was the Atlanta that made sense. That's his background. That's kind of where he was from. Uh, Matt Ryan had pushed out a, a payment that was due, you know, by a couple of days. So it, it even felt like he was kind of working to get the Sean in, which was kind of weird. Um, but no, look, it's it's really really interesting to see what Cleveland have done, Alex. Let's talk about the implications of it because Deshaun Watson said no to the Browns, but then he's came back for the money. You know, they, they have they have literally broken all sorts of records. But, Alex, every deed doesn't go unpunished, you know. 
removing the ethical side of things, which is a whole different conversation. I know of new, I know of Cleveland Brown supporters that are no longer supporting the franchise because of this situation. But let's let's talk about the the dollars and cents part of this. You know, if you're going to pay your quarterback this much, I mean, this is going to have big implications for the Browns moving forward. They're basically going to have to remove anyone experience, um, expensive from the roster and really trying to fill this out with a really young team moving forward. Yeah, I'd be concerned, right? Because we're still trying to figure out where Jarvis Landry is going to go. We don't know where he's headed um, outside the Browns. Baker Mayfield, they clearly don't want to pay him the money that he's he's due, which is fine, okay? Shoulder injury, we don't know how he's going to come back. He did not perform well last season. So I just think it's going to create a lot of dysfunction. I think it's going to create a lot of drama and issues. And we saw that with the OBJ situation when he was there and how that didn't really work for the Browns. Um, I think Baker Mayfield could be a bit of a distraction as well for the Browns. So, and again, you're just adding, I feel like they're adding fuel to a dumpster fire that they created themselves. It's, 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 it's difficult, isn't it? Because you think, okay, in a vacuum, is Deshaun Watson a better quarterback than Ben Baker Mayfield? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. He's one of the top quarterbacks uh, in the game. That's for sure. A few things to consider. Obviously he's been out of the sport for a little bit of time. That's not easy. You know, that's going to be that's going to be something to watch. And he's going to spend some time on the sidelines. It's going to take him time to build chemistry amongst the team. And I guess what I'm saying is he is not going to be playing with out-and-out superstars in that roster. They are going to have to strip that back to be able to manage the cap moving forward. So, you know, for me, does this make them a Super Bowl contender? No, they'll be competitive within the vision. Um, it's going to be really interesting um, interesting times there in Cleveland. An, an incredible decision. I think Cleveland overpaid. Um, just, they, they were desperate. Um, you know, they really burnt the bridge with Baker Mayfield. You know, there was no way that he was going to come back. After, they, after it leaked to the media where it said, we want an adult in the room, I mean, how do you come back from that? I mean, that's basically calling him childish which it kind of is from time to time. But anyway, that's Baker Mayfield's thing. But uh, Alex, yeah, just to, just to finish up here on rapid fire, you know, where is Baker Mayfield headed at? At this time, we don't know exactly his destination. We're hearing that Indy could be interesting, potentially the Saints. Have you got any other ideas? Where's your prediction for Baker Mayfield moving forward? Because it will not be the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't think it'll be the Browns 100% with that one. I think he's he's out of there. He's burnt, they've burnt that bridge. So be it. Um, I don't know where he goes. He could go to Indiana. I, I don't know if I see him as a starting quarterback. I don't know. I think he, he needs to get his ego in check. I think he needs to learn some things. Again, I think he is he's acting a bit like a child kind of almost. Um, so if I – yeah, if I was Baker Mayfield, maybe just take a seat. <laughs> if I look, you know, it, for me, if, you know, if I was Baker Mayfield, he has to go to Indianapolis, the Colts. I mean, that would be his dream job because, again, we've joked about how, you know, how did Carson Wentz mess this up? Just hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor. I mean, you're just going to run the ball. You have an amazing offensive line that creates acres of space um so for me that would be a brilliant spot for baker mayfield the question is do they want him you know is is this someone they're going to take a they're going to take a chance on i mean there's not too many more options out there one of the one of the i guess the the cautionary uh tales that that i that i would say is going to new orleans to the saints i have big concerns around what that franchise is going to look like you've got the mike thomas situation you've got alvin kamara that's kind of battered bruised um, you know, he's sort of, well, well, you know, worn down. But uh, if nothing else, Alex, maybe the Saints get another undersized quarterback 
Uh, doesn't quite look like, feel like Drew Brees, but anyway, one to watch. Anyway, very interesting situation there in Cleveland and one to keep an eye on. Where will Baker Mayfield end up next season? One to keep an eye on. All right, Alex, uh, again, thank you for tonight. Always bringing the heat as we talk all things NFL to our listeners. Uh, we really do appreciate your support. Again, each and every week we talk about the NFL slowing down. No way. Uh, free agency, the draft. We bring in you more and more content. Uh, tune in, continue to support the podcast, download the episode, share with family and friends. And until next week, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.